Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Nick Augustine here with Attorney Mark Scroggins of Scroggins Family Law in Dallas, Texas, serving Dallas, Collin, and Denton counties. And this is the November Scroggins Family Law Podcast Series featuring news and information in Texas divorce and family law. Today we're talking about creative holiday visitation planning. <laughs> we're going to talk about uh, taking a look at what our current holiday visitation arrangement is. Might have worked for a long time, might need to change. Uh, we'll talk about some common holiday visitation problems that can arise, especially as kids grow older, uh, have increased travel and families grow. We'll talk about what you can do on your own to negotiate to a solution to scheduling conflicts and uh, what you can do with your attorney, mediators, and all sorts of fun people to get resolution to that conflict if it does, does arise. And also, if you do uh, see conflict resolution in court, what can you expect and um, how we should probably not wait on things like that. I'm here with Mark Scroggins, and he's a board-certified family law attorney. He's aggressive and experienced trial attorney practicing in Dallas, Collin, and Denton counties. This program is a general information program, not legal advice. With any questions specifically, uh, call the firm at 214-469-3100. Of course, uh, we want to remind people who, when you listen to this podcast, share this information afterwards because you just never know if your neighbor, mom, cousin, or someone you know might need to know this. Time to say good morning to Mark Scroggins. Hey, Nick. How are you? I am doing well. And you know what, Mark, the weather outside, uh, we had that cold front come in and, um, you know, I had to throw a jacket on to leave the house today. And uh, so, tis the season. You know, thank God. I don't, I don't know about that 90 degrees in November thing for a fat boy. That is not a good thing. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it also it's surprising, too. Thanksgiving is uh, less than two weeks away. When I stopped at Albertsons wow. yesterday, I see turkeys. You know, and I was driving driving down Preston the other day. I look over at Preston and Park, and the tree is lit. Yeah, already. Right. I mean, good lord, man. So the stuff sneaks up on us, you know. Quickly, yes. And quick Christmas. I mean, it's going to be February before we even know it. Exactly. And you know, now's the time. People have you know word out on the street is now's the time to go and buy those plane tickets, and uh, they're they're cheap right now. I booked. Uh, I'm headed down to South Padre, and I'm flying my mother and my brother along because. I'm a nice guy, and that's my Christmas present. So I got good, good cheap flights, and everyone's getting cheap flights. And here's the thing with flights. They can change. People's plans can change. Quick. And our holiday visitation schedule that right. been working so well since the kiddos were three, four years old can just blow up in your face. So that's what we're talking about today, creative holiday visitation planning. Um, and so I guess let's start from the beginning and – you know, take a look at what we worked out when we originally got our, our you know, divorce or parenting plan. Um, and uh, let's go from there. Yeah, well, probably the place to start is because most, most people have um, some part, at least, of a standard possession order. So why don't we start by talking about what you typically see in a standard possession order. So everybody, you know, knows a regular standard possession order, your, your you know, uh, weekend possession schedules, typically first, third, and fifth, and you've got Thursdays during the school year. Then you've got an alternating holiday schedule. So now that we're coming up on Thanksgiving and Christmas, what does that mean? Well, typically what that means is the person who is either the possessory conservator or the person who is not designated as the joint managing conservator who establishes the primary domicile for the kids typically gets, uh, pursuant to the code anyway, gets uh, Thanksgiving in odd number years. 
So that means that primary or sole managing gets Thanksgiving and even numbered years. So if the kids, if you're not primary or you are the possessory conservator, you're going to have the kids this year. And typically that is from either 6 p.m. on the day that uh, school is released for the holiday or at the time school is released to the holiday, for the holiday, I should say, and returned that Sunday before school resumes or returned that day that school resumes. So for most people, and let's say that you've got an expanded standard, which means you're getting the time, you know, getting the time that school is released and you're, uh, you're returning at the time school resumes, that means if, if the kids get out like they do at, at, in most jurisdictions now and are getting an entire week for Thanksgiving, unlike us, where we just got like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. These right. kids today, man, I'm sounding like the grumpy old man already. I know. Get off my lawn. I'm it's telling all your you. Time off. I know it. Um, so typically, you're gonna, you know, kids get out of school on that Friday, and the person who has them, the, you know, the non-primary or possessory is gonna have them this year. So what does that do for Christmas? Well, in odd number years, the person who has primary or the sole managing conservator is going to have from the time school is released until noon on the 28th, and then the following year, they're going to have from noon on the 28th until school resumes. So that means if you are the non-primary or possessory again, this year being an odd year, you would have from noon on the 28th until school resumes, or 6 p.m. before school resumes, depending on what's in your, what's in your order. So <clears throat> that's the thing to remember. Now, here's, here's the great thing that so many people forget about. Okay, the parenting plan, the standard possession order that is in divorce decrees or that is in a suit affecting parent-child relationship order, it is a fallback. What does that mean? That means if you and your former spouse or your ex, the baby's mama or baby's daddy, you know, if y'all got something else that works, use it. You're entitled to. You don't have to go by what's in the order. You can do whatever is best for the kids. You can do whatever is best for you and the kids. You can voluntarily violate your parenting plan. That's exactly right. All, All right. day, every day, as long as so long as y'all are both in agreement. Right. Okay. If you're not in agreement, then you need to go by the letter of the law. What is in there? Okay? Well, and what's in kind of agreement can change uh, five minutes before someone's rolling up into the driveway. Right, and that's that's the thing. I mean, it takes two. So you better make sure that if y'all are going to deviate. Um, you better make sure that you've got it in writing. So, you know, going back and forth in text messages is okay. Don't, you know, do not delete. Make sure that you are keeping it. Um, going back and forth in email is fine. Better make sure you are keeping that as well. Uh, but that is the important thing to know. So I can tell you for, you know, my daughter is 20 years old now, and her mother and I got divorced when she was five. And for the vast majority of that time, um, more so on Christmas, although some on Thanksgiving too, but, you know, we would, she was basically, the kiddo was at either my ex's house or my house in the morning and at the other in the afternoon. Well, that's not the standard possession order. That's just what worked for us and what worked for our daughter. And luckily, we were able to work together to do that. Now, you know, not everybody is in that situation where people are going to, 
where people are truly going to do what is in best, you know, the best interest of the kids. Well, you know? and I think so, about people who might say, well, we can deviate here and you get your time, I get my time and make notes of it. But then it comes back around to bite you later when well, someone gets mad about something that has nothing to do with it. And the, here, here's the thing, the other, and I love the term you use, my time, you know, and the fact of the matter is it's the kid's time. Okay. It's the kid's time. You are just invading their space for a period of that time. And right. that's what's important to remember, especially as kids get older. I mean, you know, once kids get into junior high and high school, if the kids want to spend time with their parents, consider yourself lucky, okay? Because generally, they have got their own agenda, and they want to spend time with their friends, and they want to do that. You know what? And that's part of growing up. And that's something where people need to understand that. Uh, and, um, you know, and that's just, just something that, that, they have to, that they have to understand. So if you can try to get your ego out of the way, it works a lot better on these deals, both for your kid and in dealing with your former, you know, your former spouse. Right, I, I couldn't agree more. So now, so as we look in um, at the calendar and we see who's going to go where, you know, what's going to happen, um, I guess it might make sense to, you know, contact uh, your the other spouse and, you know, the other parent and say, hey, is everything good? Are we on the same track for this year because it worked last year and the year before? And if they do see that there's a blip, like someone's work schedule changed, someone has to work or the kids want to go to a certain event or they want to go see the North Park trains and their other friend wants to go and they can only go on um, this time from this time to this time. So we might want to shift it up a little bit. Uh, now is probably the time to get on board and get on the same page. Yeah, absolutely agree with that. And, you know, if, if you have a good relationship with your ex, odds are that y'all have had some discussions about this already. You know, the only time that I would say that you don't need to have those discussions is if you've got a real crappy relationship with your ex and you know that y'all don't deviate from what's in the order because right. y'all can't play nice with one another. Exactly. And then, you know, don't have a conversation. Just do what your order says that you're supposed to do and don't deviate from that. So let's talk about some of the things that can uh, screw everything up. Um, whether you are in agreement or whether y'all don't agree on some of these things. So let's see, kids grow up, they have more uh, travel ability and plans as the kids are older. They know when they're young, you're probably not taking them too far. As they get older, they might be going you know, out of the country on big trips and vacations. Parents might have some new relationships with other people. There's a new uh, boyfriend, girlfriend of mom or dad, uh, you know, relationship, family members change. Maybe certain people got along before they didn't get along before. So when we look at some of these holiday things and parties, we think about sometimes people are co-parents might also be attending some of them. There may be things where other people are you know, angry with each other and the kids are now not so cool with uh, mom's new husband. I mean, every, almost anything can screw up these plans. Oh, there's no question. And, uh, you know, one of, the, one of the places that I see problems happen um, I don't necessarily want to say it's less of a problem once people get remarried. It's just that there are less things you can do about it once someone gets remarried. Right. But where you really see a problem is, let's say that um, someone is an adventurous dater. <laughs> you know, after they get married, they're, for lack of a better way of putting it, they're going to 
uh, I like that. They're, they're, what is it? They're going to uh, something. They're wild oats. Anyway, uh, they're out having a good time. They're adventurous dating, and they are. They go to, to eventsandadventures.com and find all the great things and find all these wonderful people. Right. Or let's say that you know, just looking at something that you see happen all the time. Someone gets on Match.com and they're dating everybody. Right. Okay. You know what? Don't introduce the kids right. to all of these. But what you see is people do that. And that is a problem. And people don't, you know, the problem that I have seen with, with a lot of people in that regard is their ex wants to tell them, please don't introduce the kid to whoever the flavor of the week is. Right. That's not good for them. On Thanksgiving. Exactly. And you know what? Your ex is right. That's not a good idea. You shouldn't be doing that. But what they hear is their ex telling them what to do. Mm-hmm. And so what they do is they give them the middle finger salute and say, by God, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Mm-hmm. And that's when someone like me gets called and we go in and we seek a uh, temporary restraining order to keep this person from being able to do that because they've introduced the kids to, you know, four different women in five, the last five months. And it's confusing to the kids and, you know, they don't know who these people, you don't want to go down that road. And it's road. on a holiday. So depending on how old the kids may be, a holiday might just be another day. Or it might be like, this is a sacred day here. If this person's here on Thanksgiving, right. it means something. Well, and that, you know, so much of that goes into what the particular, uh, you know, what particular family's habits are related to the holidays. You know, the way I celebrate or you celebrate Thanksgiving might be polar opposites from the way you know, Bill and Mary down the street do, you know, it, for us, it might be, Hey, it's football, bring what you got, come on over. We're going to, you know, eat, drink and be merry and watch football. Whereas for the others, you know, it might be, you know, damn near a religious situation of we're here to give thanks and for family and friends and the people that are sitting around this table. And so if you hold a seat at that table it really does mean something. Mm-hmm. And then there are other things that factor into it. You know, what else goes along with the holidays, but, you know, big parties and a shit ton of drinking. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you know, um, <laughs> some people, you know, some people don't drink well, you know, and some people do, you know, some people understand that you can have a half glass of wine or a glass and a half of wine and just leave it. And other people think, well, that's a good starting point. You know, you know, and so if you are dating someone that, um, you know, really likes to get their drink on, bully for them and bully for you, but don't expose the kids to it. Okay. That's not good for them. You don't want to be setting an example of, hey, getting lit at family events is okay and sanctioned by mom or dad. That's not okay. Okay. That opens the door to creating drug and alcohol problems for kiddos. Okay, so (laughs) I'm not saying that you need to shelter the kids from the real world because that is harmful, too. But what you don't want to do is set bad examples. And and you know what it really comes down to is common sense. It's common sense. You know, so if you thought that your best friend was divorced and they were going to introduce their kids to, you know, some hooch who can't spell her own name or some guy that, you know, boy, He's pretty to look at. Look at mom's new boyfriend. He's a trainer. You know, he can't, he can't spell his name. He's dumb as a sack of hammers. But, but boy, he's pretty, you know. 
use some common sense. Don't, don't introduce the kids. You know, if you've got a five-year-old, you know, it's that what, uh, can you outsmart a fifth grader or whatever that, that thing was, that show that was on TV. Yeah, they're you smart. Know, right. You know, don't, don't bring that dummy to, uh, to, to Christmas dinner or to Thanksgiving. Well, especially when you're the other parent who is towing the line and maybe the new person is someone who doesn't drink. And, you know, for whatever reasons and religious reasons. And right. so, you know, the kids given, uh, you know, inconsistent parenting where it's a complete heyday at one place and it's like, you know, being in a nunnery at the other place. Right. Well, and that's, you know, <clears throat> there's been everybody talks about co-parenting. Yeah. Okay. And co-parenting's great if everybody's on the same page. But everybody isn't always on the same page. You know, so now you have the, you know, the idea of parallel parenting. And it's basically, you know, everybody keeps what is in the best interest of the child at mind, but what, you know, the rules that I have at my house might be a little different from what the rules are at my ex's house. And sure. that's fine. That's fine, as long as it's not dummy central at either one, mm-hmm. you know. So just use some common sense, folks. That's, that's one of the best things you can do. Common sense is a good thing. And, uh, you know, sometimes we're not born with it. We're not raised with it. And um, that's why therapists are there. You know, sometimes they can help you learn to say, how do you act like an adult? How do you manage your anger issues? If Uncle Bob in the other room brings up, you know, the why you got divorced and the reason he left you, learn to walk away instead of throwing a glass at Uncle Bob. Well, that's right. And now you've got, you know, um, it's almost like on social media, uh, you know, things are, you get all this, all this praise for acting like an ass. Like there's a thing that I've noticed going around ass on different, award. huh? Like an ass hat award. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you've got things now where, you know, people are quitting their jobs. And so what they're doing is filming. They're basically turning in their notice or being the biggest jackass they can. And all these people are going on and liking it. And Oh, well, isn't that great? So, you know, common sense apparently is, heavily underutilized these days in, in many scenarios. So, you know, don't, just don't do something well, like that. Well, you know, especially because people love, the haters love to hate, haters love to screenshot even more yeah, that's true. and take videos and everything else. So everything <laughs> you do can and will be said, can and will be used against you by other people in life, not just a court of law. Right. All right, so let's talk about negotiating a solution if we have someone we just can't agree with. You know, we try to work it out first. Maybe then do we call the lawyer? Is If it's a post-degree thing, is the lawyer, have you not talked to them in five years? still have a good relationship with them? Do you need to get a new lawyer? Right. What about neutral third parties, mediators? Uh, do we update the parenting plan? What do we do with this stuff? Well, we just can't get along and we can't agree, but we don't necessarily want to run into court, which we'll talk about after. Okay. Uh, that's an excellent question. So one thing is, if you've got a mediation clause in uh, in your order, you might want to look at the possibility of contacting a mediator. Okay. The, here's here's the first thing you should do, though. How you should look at how big a deal is it really? Okay. And if it is a big deal, then you need to contact a lawyer, whether it was the lawyer who represented you, or if it was, or if it's another lawyer, you need to contact a lawyer, and then you ought to talk to him about. Here's what's going on. Here's what my decree says, and by by all means, show them what your, you know, recent your your current order says. And then you need to talk about when you can, you know, do you even have time to do anything? You know, so here it is. Today is what the seventh. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. 
<laughs> Voting we, day. Don't forget to vote today. Exactly. Get out there and vote. Um, and uh, but we've got we've got Thanksgiving a week from tomorrow. Okay. So if you are coming to me today saying what can we do for Thanksgiving, the odds are probably nothing. We can try. We can file. We can draft a motion. We can file a motion. But unless it is something that requires a temporary restraining order, which is going to necessitate a hearing within two weeks, the odds are that you probably are not getting You're going to have a hard time getting on a court stocking. And don't tell the judge it's an emergency when it ain't an emergency. Yeah, you know, an emergency is, you know, an emergency is an emergency. It's not that, well, we want to go to Uncle Buck's. You know, and Uncle Buck lives in Wisconsin, but... It's a really great movie, by the way. Yeah, exactly. I I saw that. I came across on cable the other day. So it shows you where my taste goes on some stuff. But you want to go to Uncle Buck's, and it's not your year to be able to go to Uncle Buck's, and your your ex-spouse doesn't really have anything going on, but they won't agree. So, you know, you need to talk about that isn't an emergency, okay? That isn't an emergency. It might not even be a good enough reason for you to go in and try to change something. Okay, so, so there are a whole lot of different moving pieces there. Now, if you've got a mediation clause in there, go in and talk to the lawyer and see if you can flip this thing into mediation before then to accommodate it. Can you get that done? Maybe, depending on what your lawyer's schedule is, depending on what the other person's schedule is, depending on who the mediator is. You know, do you have a mediator that is actually named in the order or is it select any mediator you want to use? So there are a whole bunch of different moving parts. So first and foremost, call a lawyer, set up a meeting. Okay, so at that meeting, mm-hmm. maybe we, you know, figure out what's really at issue and what's the real problem here. Um, and so we kind of nail down a few things and peel layers back. Is this something that we want to enter into an agreed order and file that with the court? Or what? what's a good way to problem solve without creating more problems in the future? Well, I mean, you can, <clears throat> depending on what the change is, I mean, is it something that is this year? Is it something that is, you know, are y'all swapping odd and even years? You know, if, you, if you're doing that, I would suggest that you, you want to, uh, you know, put that in an order and, you know, file, a, file an order with the court, you know, so that, that's pretty easy to do. Um, but, or is it just a one-off, you know? Is it something that, um, you know, is just going to happen this year? Or is it just that, for this year and next year, y'all are going to split that someone's got from the time school gets out till Wednesday at noon, and the other person has from Wednesday at noon till school is back in session, and y'all are going to do just the opposite of that uh, the following year. You know, it just depends. It, it, it all depends on what you're trying to do. You definitely want to make sure you've got something in writing. You know, if you don't have something in writing, don't plan on going over to the to the other person's house unless you're really – well, you've got that, that level of trust that is something special because you very possibly are going to get the Heisman when you get there. If, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. Now, remember also, being a divorce lawyer who has done this for a long time, I'm paid to be a cynic. Okay? So that's why I'm telling you. Problem solver. Issue spotter. Well, there you go. All of those. So I'm going to always tell my clients to make sure you've got the damn thing in writing. If you don't have something in writing, I don't trust that it is actually going to happen. And what's really important is you don't have any recourse. You've got no recourse, okay? That's important. 
And anybody who has had an order that has had problems with their possession schedule and has thought that, you know, calling the people in black polyester to come out and help you, uh, they don't want anything to do with trying to enforce a custody order. And most of the time they're going to tell you that's a civil matter. Call your lawyer. They aren't going to come out and help you with that. They just don't. You know, the police are there if there is a family violence, you know, there's another thing that this leads into where we were talking about somebody drinks too much. Yeah. You know, family violence ticks up over the holidays because people get lit and they do stupid stuff. You know, someone's saying, someone's saying stuff and instead of just walking away, they react and they do something they would never do if they were sober. Or maybe somebody says nothing and, you know, I'm really not a fan of the ugly Christmas sweater that you think is so damn hilarious. Boom. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Uh, so, you know, once again, that is, uh, you know, you, so make sure you have something in writing. Uh, sorry, I had a little squirrel moment there. But, uh, you know, make sure you've got something in writing if you want to change something. Right. And uh, the earlier you want to, the earlier you can approach your ex about trying to do something, the better. If it's something that is going to necessitate the use of a lawyer, the earlier you can get to the lawyer, the better. Because if you're going to try to get on the court's docket, it's rough to get on the court's docket at this time of the year. Because what, what starts to happen, you get, you get people that are trying to close cases out by the end of the year. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's busy, man. It's tough getting on the docket at this time of the year. Here's a question, um, too. Let's say we want to call our lawyer, and um, let's say mom hasn't talked to her lawyer in a long time. Um, she doesn't want to call her lawyer. Her lawyer mm-hmm. wants to reopen a new file, wants, you know, maybe, you know, and dad says, well, you know, I'm, I've talked to my lawyer frequently, and uh, I know him, and he's a pretty good guy. Um, do they just call, the, can the one just work as mediator or do we run into problems there? No, you've got all kinds of ethical considerations there. I mean, now you could have both parties could go to a different lawyer and have that lawyer act as a mediator. But if it is one part, if, if there's a lawyer who's represented one of the parties, that, that person cannot then act as the mediator and, you know, an impartial third party. Right. So that person can act as, you know, let's say that it's, uh, let's say I'm representing mom and we've got a situation like that. And mom comes to me and tells me that, hey, this is going to be easy and dad doesn't want to, doesn't want to hire a lawyer and they're in agreement. I can do that just representing mom, you know, or if I'm just representing dad, that's fine. Um, but I cannot, I can't represent both people, you know, I, so I can't. If I'm representing, let's stick with the original scenario. If I'm representing mom, I can't offer any advice to dad. Well, is this a, is this a good deal? Should I do this? Dude, I don't represent you. I right. represent mom. So, you know, and the question comes up sometimes where you see people say, well, we just want to use one lawyer. I mean, sometimes people come in at the outset of a, a divorce case like that. So they maybe think that that's a maybe appropriate thing on the post to create if they got a problem mm-hmm. uh, with something like this. Um, because maybe they think this is going to be a huge full-blown event. But if you're figuring it out, you know, just with the parties and sort of a, you know, uh, sit down at the table setting and reducing something to writing, it probably shouldn't take them so much that they're concerned that it's going to be as expansive as their original case was. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you've got an agreement, you know you've got an agreement. You know, there are lots of people, it's kind of like the 
the thing about an uncontested divorce? I've heard lots and lots of times. Yeah, real simple. Oh, it's going to be simple. No it's, yeah, yeah, no, no issues there. And you know, generally, I don't. I, I usually don't get contacted on a lot of those. <laughs> you know, but but every once in a while, I will get a call on something like that. And you know, very rarely is it truly uncontested. You know, and it's the same thing here. I mean, what you are best served getting your own lawyer. Period. Right. You know, because unless you unless you read legalese on a daily basis. You know, you're not going to understand everything that is in there because certain legal terms are what are called legal terms of art. They have a very specific meaning. It's like serving a lawsuit. You know, if I sue you, Nick, for breach of contract on something and I just hand you a hand you the petition that I filed, most people are going to think, well, you served him. Well, no, I haven't served him because I'm an interested party to the litigation. So that's what I'm talking about. You know, they're legal terms of art, and, you know, things have certain meaning that it's not what you would think in, in lay terms. Mm-hmm. In terms of um, <clears throat> if you say, okay, we try to go to some sort of uh, – we, we get a third – we get our lawyers in. We try to get it solved, and someone says, okay, that's fine. And then the person says, you know what, I'm just so upset about this whole thing. I'm going to screw you anyways. I'm going to violate our agreement, and someone wants to, you know – if someone violates these things, what can be done to enforce it? And as far as contempt of court or what, or is that, again, I suppose it's uh, how, how, big, how big of a deal is it really? Well, it depends, okay? If we're talking about someone is violating a possession order, that's a big deal, okay? And, and there are a whole lot of issues that go into that. And you so know? we don't want to minimize this thing. No, and I mean, you know, different things like, you know, age of the kid and... Uh, you know, it's one thing if a 17-year-old says, I'm not going to mom or dad's, mm-hmm. as compared to a 5-year-old or a 12-year-old or a 13-year-old or 14-year-old. It's different, okay? Uh, you know, is it have parents, you know, if, if that child is refusing to go, have the parents done everything they can to try to get that parent to go over to the other person's uh you know, the other party's residence, you know, if they have, then they've, you know, then they should be okay. Uh, if they haven't, they're not going to be okay. You know, so they're just, they're a whole lot of moving factors. Uh, and, you know, if you've got an issue like that, that's where you need to talk to a lawyer. Now let's talk about another situation. You don't find it as much in Thanksgiving because it's such a short period of time and you can't get into court, but let's talk about over a Christmas break. If somebody just doesn't send the kid, is there stuff that can be done? Yeah, absolutely. You mm-hmm. can run in. You know, you could be looking at a writ of attachment and all, all kinds of different things. Um, and what is common in all of them is it is freaking expensive because it's a whole lot of work in a short period of time. And with the court intervention, you got to go and get things signed, and you got to work through constables, and you got to ship it off to. You know, I had one in. Um, that was out in the West Coast, you know, just disappeared with kid, didn't come back. And we had to, you know, we had to get constables involved and get stuff shipped out to, a, you know, in a, another area and get them to go out and physically grab the kid and, and brought back. I mean, it's a mess. Right. I mean, it's a mess. You got to balance those concerns. I mean, most people say, well, what's the worst that can happen? And then you hear the stories about the worst things that yeah. did happen that people thought, well, that was no big deal. And, you know, people on, we, as we've seen, on the news, people can snap down by San Antonio. That guy just snapped, you yeah. know, and it's a really sad and tragic thing. And, you know, around the holidays, 
people who usually are able to maintain. It's the one time a year people seem to be also be the most likely to be possibly unglued. Oh, there's no question. I mean, you know, it is uh, the holidays can be the best time of the year and they can be the worst time of the year, you know, and um, I wish people would think about this more. And it's, it's kind of funny. I will give a shout out to Scott Sams, who used to be, you know, do Channel 8 morning, uh, uh, morning news. But one of the things he used to always sign off and say is make it a good day. Mm-hmm. You know, and I am a huge believer in that you have a choice on whether or not you are going to have a, have a good day. You have a choice on what your perception is going to be. If you choose to look at everything in a glass half empty, it's going to be negative. You're going to be in a shitty mood and, you know, you're not going to enjoy life as much. Conversely, if you just look at things like, hey, man, life happens, you know, but I'm not going to let that affect my general outlook on life. Guess what, man? You have a lot better days, and you get to enjoy life a lot more. Absolutely. And you can do that through the holidays. Right. So if people have questions and want to just call you and say, Mark, I have a question about this. What should I do about that? What's a great way for someone to get in touch with you? You can always just call me at the office, uh, 214-469-3100, or you can shoot me an email, you know, mark at scrogginsfamilylaw.com. Uh, will get to me and, you know, happy to sit down and talk to you. Right. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, Mark. And I want to also thank you, everyone who listens to these podcasts and thank you for sharing them in your feeds. And the thing that I always say is, you know, you know, maybe you don't want to share something because there's someone's going to think you're going through a issue and you don't want them to think that. I always say share something and say, hey, I just ran into this. This is good advice for anyone who's going through these kind of concerns. Absolutely. Sounds good. All right, Mark. Well, we'll be back for uh, hopefully everyone will have their visitation schedules figured out. We'll have a happy Thanksgiving, and we'll be back next month. Again, this has been uh, Nick Augustine and Mark Scroggins from Scroggins Family Law with offices in Dallas and Dallas County and Collin County and Plano. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you much.